7.32 from downpours to sweltering heat and back again. The weather's not only hard to forecast here in Korea, but it's also showing increasingly subtropical characteristics. Before we get on to how we can prevent these disasters from having lasting damages and sometimes tragic consequences, let's first deal with the question of whether the Korean climate's actually changing by bringing in Professor Odeho from the Department of Environmental Atmospheric Sciences at Bukyong National University. Thank you very much for joining us. Yes, sir. good morning. Good morning to you. Is it an exaggeration to say we no longer have the famous Korean Four Seasons? Well, I think it's too early to mention that. Uh, however, the length of the season has been changed a lot. Actually, the uh, modern Korean Meteorological Service is started in 1905 at the Busan. And since then, uh, we have uh, about more than 100 years record. We checked that one. And compared to the 100 years ago, uh, winter uh, has lost, lost uh, uh, about one month, and the summer gained uh, that much. So that means the uh, spring starting a little bit earlier than uh, 100 years ago and uh, uh, autumn starting the radar. Uh, we also checked to the, the future climate at the Korea, and then uh, maybe the, by end of the, this century, we may have still the four distinguished, uh, distinguished the seasons. However, the, we may have uh, about half of a year it will be the summer, and uh, we have a very uh, limited time of the winter uh, and the Maybe the spring starting from the, the uh, later January and the summer starting from the end of the April until to October. So that means that we have same kind of length of the summer we have. Well, the pattern with the previously distinct monsoon season uh, is changing. Can you talk to us about some characteristics about this year's rainfall that really stood out to you? Yes, but, uh, uh, the typical the monsoon, uh, uh, known as Changma in Korea, uh, has uh, associated with uh, the rainy season from the monsoon prone, uh, which is a stationary uh, prone uh, between to the North Pacific Maritime uh, Air Mass and the uh, Siberian continental polar air mass. And the, the Siberian polar air mass is uh, getting uh, strength during the winter time and uh, uh, North Pacific uh, maritime MSA is uh, getting strong during the summertime. So there is a kind of competition between the power game between the two airmen. It's uh, the kind of typical uh, monsoon prone that we explain uh, in the textbook. However, recently the new guy is joined to this uh, competition. Uh, we may call it a convective crowd, convection. Convection is uh, it's, uh, quite uh, uh, unpredictable uh, during the, the monsoon season. So that's why we, it looks like that the monsoon has been changed, we recognize as that way. Mm. But um, looking at some of the figures, between June 30th and July 16th, with Seoul seeing 350 millimeters of rainfall, two and a half times the average, yeah. uh, but traveling a few hundred kilometers south, you find uh, at the very southern part of the country, Jeju Island, seeing 24.9 millimetres, uh, which is actually 
a, a fraction, 15.7% of the average rainfall for that region. Why the big difference? Yes, it, again, it's uh, because of the, the new guy, the convective cloud. Uh, typical size of convective cloud is, uh, the radius is uh, about 10 kilometers. So the uh, heavy rainfall is uh, uh, quite limited within the, that 10 kilometer uh, size. Uh, if the that convective cloud is removed uh, faster, then we just have, we have a shower. However, if they... Uh, uh, same place for the a couple of hours or even more, then the, we have very uh, uh, flooding situations. That's why the, uh, it happened to the, the January 16th uh, during the, the Chengdu and the Chengdu area last time. Um, what about the fact that uh, this summer we've had most of our heavy rain at night time from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., which has been described as a characteristic of a subtropical climate? Maybe yes, maybe not. Uh, if it's a uh, subtropical kind of the, the score, then it may be have to the, almost every day during the uh, wet season. However, the, in Korea, we still have many dry days. So I mean, the, it's rainy and the breaks and the rainy, something like that. So in that sense, uh, I don't want to, uh, to say it's like the subtropical score. Uh, however, we have uh, the experience of the, uh, many rainfall during the night time. Uh, I may explain the, uh, the, the wet tower. During the uh, daytime, the air temperature increased, then it contained more uh, moisture during the time. But uh, at the night time, temperatures dropped. That means that we squeeze the wet power, then water is a drop from the atmosphere. That's why uh, nighttime is more favorite to be raining uh, than the, uh, uh, nowadays, I think. Can, can I just finish with a concluding question with you, Don, on the challenges of forecasting? We, we'd been talking about this being a dry monsoon period, and suddenly here we have in Seoul a much wetter period than even average, so completely against expectations. How can we address the problem and improve the forecasting system we have here? Yes, the, uh, as I mentioned, the, the uh, typical monsoon is a kind of a power game between two, uh, two uh, different air masses. It's mm. a kind of continental scale. However, the convection is, uh, as I said, it's, uh, the typical size is 10 kilometers. So, uh, to uh, increase the uh, predictability of the, this kind of condition. We need a very precise forecasting uh, model. For example, to the, we did the experiments with the 20 kilometer resolution uh, uh, weather model. The, tip, uh, the maximum precipitation during the 1715 uh, so, uh, area it was almost uh, 30 millimeters. Of Hour. However, we did the same thing for the 2.5 kilometer distribution model. Uh, we got uh, almost uh, 100 millimeters per hour. So that means that we needed a very precise uh, numerical weather uh, model as well as uh, uh, the computational resources yeah, to operating the that model. Professor Oh, thank you very much for joining yeah. us today. Thank you. Thank Professor Oh Jae Ho from Pukyong National 
University. We welcome further feedback on this topic. Have you noticed the weather patterns particularly changing recently? Pound or sharp, 1013 for 51 per message. We do have to be careful about getting carried away from year-to-year comparisons. Climate change would be rather something to be compared over decades, even centuries. But given the backdrop of at least unpredictable weather, are we lacking in disaster readiness? The damage incurred from recent flooding and landslides in Chengdu, North Gyeongsang province amounted to some 48 billion won. Not to mention the human cost. Six lives lost, one person still missing. Let's bring in Professor Kim Hyun Tzu from the Department of Civil Engineering at Inha University. Thank you for joining us. Hello. And so, have we been seeing more in the way of summer disasters? I I can think back to some serious landslides in recent years, including in Seoul. Is is that a a newer thing? Uh, We know that the flood and landslide can be occurred in summer season. In the sense, uh, the disasters are predictable and we can prepare for preventing the damages but actually, those things are not uh, common things. But uh, we have to, you know, that uh, prepare by the predicting those things and the, which area can be occurred, the you know, the disaster. And so, uh, actually, we cannot exactly predict those things. And but it's a you know that we we have to we have to uh, do something to reduce the damages by preparing structural and non-structural measures were by evacuation from flooding area to the shelter. Hello? Yes, well, I, I, well I'm just listening to you, but Chongju, um, which was affected by a flood and, and landslides, was that damage predictable, even preventable? Yeah, mm, I, I, as I told you that uh, the, we know that the flood and landslide can be occurred in summer season. In this sense, uh, the just uh, you know, are predictable, and we can prepare for preventing the damages, but we cannot predict exact date and area for flood occurrence. You know that uh, flood and drought are natural phenomena, so actually we cannot exactly predict them. But as I mentioned, we can reduce the damage by preparing some measures whereby, you know, that there's some um, evacuation from flooding area to the shelter. But so I, actually, I, we yeah. cannot predict. But everyone has to expect then heavy rain during the summer period. Everyone has to be ready for that possibility. And in yes, fact, right. Tongju did revamp its rainwater storage system before the recent flooding. However, it yes. was ineffective when it really yes. became extreme. So, um, what's the problem there with the disaster response system? Is it, you know, we're we're obviously thinking about it, but we haven't got the tools in place to ensure their success. Right. In Changju case, uh, you know, that the rainwater storage system was designed using 50 years of frequency-based rainfall, which means for storing 80 millimeter rainfall per hour while for preventing a flooded death can occur once in 50 years. But we had uh, 91 millimeter rainfall for an hour at this time in Chengju. And so rainfall amount exceeded actually the design rainfall for rainwater storage system. If we designed the system for bigger rainfall, 
the cost will be increasing. Uh, this is the reason why we had the design criteria. So Chengdu case may be an unexpected natural disaster. Nevertheless, we should thoroughly prepare for unexpected cases by checking, you know, vulnerable area or flood-prone area. And maybe we have to consider more stronger design criteria in the near future because we do not know, you know, how strong flood can be occurred again due to the climate change and climate variability. Summer also brings the other side of the heat wave. Increasingly a problem uh, as we grapple with uh, an aging society. It will no doubt become a more serious problem in the future. Are there effective ways to handle the heat? Uh, yes, you are right. The extreme heat is uh, related to the global warming, actually. So this is a effect. This affects all the areas. So it is very complicated for preparing something for extreme extreme heat. And we may need more works for adaptive alternatives to extreme heat. If the maximum daily temperature is over 33 Celsius, we call it extreme heat. If extreme heat continues two days and more, we have extreme heat warning. If the temperature over 35 Celsius continues two days and more, we have a lot for extreme heat. So we have to monitor TV, internet, radio. Then we have to prepare daily necessaries and check location of hospitals near to home for emergency like, you know, heat cramp, heat exhaustion, heat stroke. There are many know-hows what we have to do for yes. extreme heat and follows know-hows. We can find uh, behavioral know-hows in homepage of the Ministry of uh, Public Safety and Security, but uh, we cannot thoroughly handle those, uh, you know, that uh, related, uh, heat, uh, extreme heat related things. Then. Okay. What about another side of the heat, the drought that we were experiencing for so long, actually, even from the winter? It's not just heat-related, it's just a lack of rainfall. And then the unfortunate thing is you get all this rainfall at once and it's hard to actually use all that water. Can we improve the water management system to help relieve the drought in future? Uh, yeah, the, uh, maybe we can have four things to improve water management system. First, we have to develop water storage system for a vulnerable area uh, in drought. Secondly, we can think water transfer from an abundant area of water to the area suffering extreme drought, like the Boreong area, and water conservation of people. One more thing is the connected management and operation of dam reservoirs. If we see Han River, there are protein dams, and those dams affect each other. So those are managed and operated by considering some connections between the uh, among the reservoirs for storing more water in drought periods and for controlling water in flood season. This is what we are doing mostly for solving drought problem. But uh, you know, we we have to do more works for solving drought problem, except for them reservoir management and operation. But, you know, we need more investment to do more works. I, I know that the government is trying to do the efforts for solving the drought problem. 
but do not invest enough budget. So I think, firstly, we have to check the vulnerable area to the mm. drought, estimate drought damage, make some plans, and invest money for solving drought problems by the plans. The most important thing is investment. Right. Yeah. Professor Kim, investment and investment in the right areas, it sounds like. Thank you so much for taking right, the time to speak right. with us. Oh, thank you. Professor Kim Hyung-soo of Inai University. Again, you can text us your thoughts right now. Powder Sharp 1013 for 51 per message.